0: Hello, Marvelites, and welcome to episode 131 of this week in Marvel, the official Marvel podcast of comics, movies, TV, toys, and most of all, getting things done, regardless of who's here and what we do to do it. My name is Ben Morse. I'm the editor of Marvel.com. Missing in action today, fallen ill. It's my comrade, Agent M, H&M, Ryan Panagos. So I am flying solo-ish today. Um, I do have with me, intern extraordinaire, Alexander Lopez. You can say hi now. What's going on? (laughs) So we got Alex here, uh, and he's going to help out. He's going to interject his voice here and there, so you don't have to hear only mine. But that does mean it's going to be a lot of me talking, so I'll warn you guys in advance. Uh, Quick change of plans, in that we're supposed to do the This Week in Marvel Reading Club, This Week in Marvel Unlimited Reading Club this week, uh, covering the first part of the Birth of the Marvel Universe stuff. We're going to move that to next week because I want Ryan to be able to comment on that. And instead, we're going to answer some of your questions today. Uh, Of course, if you ever want to ask us questions, you can use the hashtag This Week in Marvel on Twitter. That's how we collect them. Make sure to use the hashtag or we will not see your comment. Uh, Sometimes people will tweet directly to me or directly to Ryan and they won't include the hashtag. So then when Alex is looking for stuff, He's not going to find it, and I will encourage you guys again to read those first four issues as part of the This Week in Marvel Unlimited Reading Club. I reread them already. It's some interesting stuff. Did you read them?
1: Yeah, they're awesome.
0: Yeah, it's really cool because it's very old, different stuff. So go back and see all that and see exactly how
1: it all started and how different the characters are now. Yeah, for sure. Especially
0: if you've never read it before, it's (laughs) it's it'll blow your mind. So. Uh, just go to Marvel Unlimited, find the This Week in Marvel Unlimited reading club, and get right to it. But we're gonna tell you all about the news, everything's coming out this week. But first, we gotta cover the new comics out this week. Now, normally Ryan and I trade off here, I'm gonna do it myself. I've done this before when Ryan's been out, but it's been a little while, so bear with me. I lose my breath or anything like that. Uh, we start things off with all new X Men number twenty six by Brian Michael Bendis with art by Stuart Immonen. Really cool scene in here to start things off. Yeah, I'll talk about the whole combo. Really cool scene where you know Cyclops is gone. Young Cyclops has decided to hang out with Corsair in space in his own series coming soon, um, and the the various members of the team are missing him. In particular. Jean Grey is having a little trouble coping life without him. So she ends up bonding a bit with the adult Cyclops which is weird on a lot of levels. But they both acknowledge that it's weird which makes it okay in a strange way. Um, and They talk. They talk about their lives. Scott talks about you know his life with his Jean. Jean talks about her life with her. Scott. It's really interesting stuff. And this is a very much character development issue. Uh, we get some stuff with X-23 and with Angel. We get Iceman just being Iceman. Iceman's, probably, Iceman's always been my favorite X-Man, but I love him in all-new X-Men just because he's so clueless and obnoxious uh, to the extreme. We get the introduction of a new, old, familiar threat. And after a little bit of downtime, uh, after the trilogy of Jean Grey, it looks like we're right back off to the races. Next issue, number 27. Big release for this week. Gigantic release for this week. Amazing Spider-Man number one. The lead story is by Dan Slott and Umberto Ramos. That is not all that is in this issue. Now, this issue is five ninety nine. dollars uh, It's oversized. You get a whole bunch of additional stories. But beyond that, you also get all of Inhuman number one included. No extra price. The five ninety nine dollars is for the lead story and the additional stories. But then Inhuman number one, that's all free. So that's pretty cool. Uh, Umberto Ramos always cool to see him back on spider-man we start off with a little tease of what's gonna be coming up in original sin um and then we get right back into peter parker trying to reclaim his life from dr octopus from the superior spider-man days and it's uh a return to form of sorts we get to see spidey being quippy again kind of dealing with some of his enemies some of his lower level enemies so you know it, it really is kind of a Nice jumping on point, getting to know you, introductory thing, all this stuff that Slot does well. But we also see him having to deal with the problems and all—not just the problems, but also the good stuff that Adam always gone to. Like he doesn't know he's a doctor, he doesn't know he has his own company. Like all this stuff is just like, okay, I have to pretend I know this, and I just have to be cool. So there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of Dan Slot really worked overtime on this. Um, there's some big stuff with Anna Maria, who was. Doc Ock's girlfriend when she was Peter Parker. Two, not one, but two big reveals. Um, stuff with J. Jonah Jameson, the Avengers, Spider-Man getting to the core of why he loves being Spider-Man, and some embarrassing situations. It's, it's fun. It really reestablishes the Peter Parker Spider-Man, like why he's a hero, why he loves doing this, why he's different than Doc Ock, how he handles his personal life. So... If you're someone who missed Peter Parker, this is great for you. If you're someone who read Superior Spider-Man and does not know this Spider-Man, because I know a lot of people jumped on Superior just thinking this is a cool thing. This is a great chance to get to know the primary uh, Spider-Man we all kind of grew up and loved with. And it ends on a really cool cliffhanger. Beyond that, we have a bunch of other stories. Um, We have an Electro story, because he's going to be the next big villain. That is by... Dan Slott with Christos Gage and Javier Rodriguez, one of our favorite artists here on the show. Um, Dan Slott and Christos Gage also write another backup story with Giuseppe Camuncoli, the other artist on Amazing Spider-Man, about the Black Cat, who's going to be a major player in this. There's a very cool thing called How My Stuff Works, written by our buddy Joe Caramagna, art by Chris Eliopoulos. Uh, you may know from a lot of Franklin Richards and stuff like that. It's basically Spider-Man, Peter Parker, explaining how his gear works, how his powers work, a little bit about as a supporting cast, so kind of a fun, poking fun at stuff look at, um, you know, just just uh, who Peter Parker is, if you didn't get enough from the main story. There is a story by Peter David and Will Sliney, which is a prologue to the Spider-Man 2099 series. That's going to be a lot of fun. Then Chris Yost and David Baldion do a bit of a... Post log, epilogue, postscript. Yeah, so
1: post-log. yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Post
0: log is my new word that I'm that I'm uh, coining for this on the Scarlet Spider ongoing series. Um, it does feed into New Warriors, which is ongoing now, but it's basically Peter Parker going and learning everything that Kane did as Scarlet Spider while he was out of the picture. So that was cool for people who missed that, and then also. This is really neat. You get kind of the first prologue installment of Learning to Crawl, which is going to be coming out soon. It's Amazing Spider-Man 1.1, 1.2, etc. written by Dan Slott, art by Ramon Perez. It is expanding the origin of Spider-Man to include another character. Um, a lot of people say, and if you read the This Week in Marvel Unlimited reading club entry, you know like that's kind of the perfect origin. How would you ever mess with that? Dan Slott's really nervous about messing with it. But I think they got a cool story here, and I encourage you guys to check it out. So that was a mouthful. That's normally where I'd hand off to Ryan. But no, we keep going. Um, Avengers number 28, written by Jonathan Hickman, art by Salvador Roca. Kind of wrapping up this storyline they've been doing with the Avengers from the other universe, as well as with AIM, the Adaptoids. I love this issue because the bulk of the issue is Tony Stark sitting across a table from Bruce Banner, and Bruce Banner interrogating him on secrets he has been keeping. Um, Tony keeps trying to duck and kind of say, no, that's not it, that's not it. Bruce Banner, awesome in this issue. Hickman just writes an awesome Bruce Banner in this issue who knows exactly what's going on, but he wants to hear it from Tony, and he's got this briefcase. You don't know it's in the briefcase. That's a big point of contention between the two of them. But picture Bruce Banner being really pissed off Wanting Tony to admit this. And obviously pissed off is not a good way for Bruce Banner to be. So I'm going to set that up. I I just love it. This this is a great issue of just two people talking. But while that's going on, you also have swirling around the other world. Avengers getting dealt with. Stuff going on with AIM. uh, A twist on the guy I just mentioned. Bruce Banner. Um, Also, two huge game-changing events. Uh, One involving how the conversation between Tony and Bruce resolves, which is going to affect not just this book, but another book that comes out this week and larger events as well. And then also the adaptoids kind of went off a couple issues ago. We see where the adaptoids end up and it ends up being a huge kind of filling in the gaps point for a much, much, much larger story that's been going on for over a year now in multiple titles, we basically find out what role the adaptoids play what ties they have to other characters who we were introduced to recently that we did not know they had so I was a big fan of this issue I think Hickman just did a brilliant job taking you know it's always tough to do it's basically two characters talking to each other but that was intense and they just packed in so many huge moments and of course Salvador Oroca's art is great so good stuff all around Avengers AI number 12 this is the final issue of the series it is a thrill ride from start to finish Written by our boy Sam Humphreys, art by Andre Lima Arojo, who is really over the 12 issues of this series, uh, did almost all of them. Valerio Shitty did a couple, but really redefined the visual palette. Uh, it's kind of our farewell to these characters for now. Um, takes place half in the far future, half in the present. In both instances, the team or the descendants of the team trying to stop Demetrios trying to figure out a way for ai to coexist with humans big big stuff for monica chang who narrates a lot of it sam's smart as hell writer uh this is a cool kind of beginning middle end story you can read all 12 issues of these of the series and really really enjoy it sam has a nice farewell on the last page we'll miss avengers ai but i know there's big stuff coming for sam which we'll talk about later in the show Avengers World Number no. Five, written by Jonathan Hickman and Nick Spencer, art by Stefano Caselli. Right here on the cover, we see Manifold just kind of chilling. In the outback is in like a yoga pose or something. Chillaxing. <laughs> just chillaxing. We don't know what's going on with him. We find out uh, the stuff that's been going on with AIM. It's every friggin' where. Um, they want Manifold to. The Avengers basically are like, look, there's guys stuck on AIM Island. Manifold, we need you to come help out. Manifold's been gone since Infinity. Uh, we haven't seen him. We find out why. He has a little bit of, he was a little bit shell-shocked by Infinity. He needs to find his way back. That's what this issue is about. Uh, he gets some help from an unexpected quarter. goes through a big trial. Also, another just great Bruce Banner week. Bruce Banner, because he thinks Manifold's not going to be able to help out, working with S.H.I.E.L.D. to try to figure out a way that they can basically replicate what Manifold does without Manifold, there's a great moment that pays off in that series of events. Disney Kingdom, Secrets of the Weird, number four, the penultimate issue of this series, written by Brandon Seifert, art by Carl Moline. We have got Melody and Maxwell Keep finally gathering all the pieces they need. to. I just love all the terminology in this book. Just like, oh, we got the coffin clock here. We got, like, There's names for every little trinket that they use. It's really neat. So they are trying to get the coffin clock before the Candleman de- uh, runs out. Because they've got the Shadow Society after them. They've also got the Wardens coming after them. And they've got their Uncle Roland. Not sure what he's doing. In this issue, there's like a triple reverse. There's like... It's it's the type of thing you see on TV all the time where like... He's he's working for this guy, but really he's working for this guy. The kids are kind of like... Their heads are swerving every two seconds. It's a great combination of a cool story. Just a narrative. Also with these fantastic mythological elements... That are cool for Disney fans, but also just I am fascinated by like the furniture and the shadows and the plants. And everything's a character in this book. It's really, really neat. Uh, different kind of book. Hope you guys are checking it out. If you're not, please do. Hulk number two, written by Mark Wade, art by Mark Bagley. It is, you see right on the cover, it is the return of the Abomination. The Abomination has been dead for years. Got shot by the Red Hulk years ago. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah. I was actually just looking in my head. I was like, wait, was like, that was a, yeah, yeah, that was man. a while ago. <laughs> Get shot in the back of the head. It was like, I don't know, like five years ago or something. Anyways, he's back. Uh, the Hulk's mysterious enemies have reassembled him. Uh, there's a little bit of a messy secret to how they did that. First half of this issue, Maria Hill is checking in on Bruce Banner, who we left after the events of the first issue. If you haven't read that, I don't really want to spoil it, but he is in an altered state. Um... And the second half of the issue is just a crazy abomination versus Hulk fight. talked to Mark Waid about working on this book with Bagley not too long ago, and he just said it's joy. Bagley is chomping at the bit to draw this stuff, these big-ass fights between huge figures. And he knocks it out of the park here. So, yeah, one half emotional heartstring story, one half big fight story. Kind of checks off all the boxes. It's really nice. New Avengers number 17, written by Jonathan Hickman. Art by Rags Morales, who I am loving seeing back here at Marvel. Cannot say that enough. He's doing some awesome work. Uh, Picking up from last issue, Black Panther and Namor are observing another universe uh, where a supergroup who seems kind of familiar called the Great Society is working against incursions the same way the Illuminati is. They observe them in battle. They observe them at their best. They observe them at their worst and have a bit of a philosophical engagement about you know some of the stuff they did are we going to be able to do that uh did they do the right thing ultimately um and end up bonding in a weird way namor and black panther have not gotten along of late they have a weird kind of bonding moment and then some stuff gets pulled out from under them in terms of what's going on in the other universe and uh we find out that there's a big threat coming their way a lot sooner than they thought The Illuminati has to assemble um, and it can't spoil something that happened in Avengers. That issue now plays into New Avengers. So you got to read both of those. Origin 2, number 5, the final issue of this beautiful limited series. Adam Kubert and Frank Martin really killed this on art. Kieran Gillen writing, bringing it to a close. Uh, We get the final story of Logan versus Essex. Creed is with them clara apparently killed last issue very hard to talk about this issue because it's basically all twists it's basically all reveals it's basically all building the wolverine mythology and some stuff that you may have thought in the first four issues was not as you thought um it's pretty cool again another i I love it you know whether it's a limited series or something like avengers ai when something just reads great as a whole volume origin 2 is another one that's going to do that so kudos to everyone involved in this Silver Surfer number two. Holy crap! This series is awesome. Written by Dan Slott. Written by, drawn by Mike Allred. Colors by Laura Allred. You read the first issue, right? Yeah. You like it?
1: Yeah. It was, I, I was actually when I was reading through the, the ones I was saying. I yeah. was Like Silver Surfer two. I feel like it's gonna be my pick of the week. <laughs> it's up there, man.
0: It's really cool. It's uh, this dynamic between this this new character, Don Greenwood, is awesome. Yeah. She is just this average Earth girl who is kind of quirky um, and. But she's really take charge, is what I love. She is imprisoned with all these other aliens. While the Silver Surfer is off fighting this cosmic being to ostensibly save her, she initiates a jailbreak with all the other prisoners. And she's super polite, but she's also very take charge. She's like, Mr. So-and-so, do this. Mr. So-and-so, do this. She figures out an ingenious way to get out of jail. She is an awesome co-star of this book. Silver Surfer is kind of doing his whole, I'm the Silver Surfer, everything's so tough, soliloquy stuff. Uh, he's got, like, the big cosmic action. And Mike and Laura draw the hell out of all of this. And Dan Slott, this is right up his wheelhouse. This is, you know, his, his Doctor Who love coming through here. So you got Surfer fighting, trying to do all this big epic stuff. Dawn, just a human who's displaced. But she's like, all right, I'm going to make the best of the situation. All these weirdo characters that Slott's introducing are all awesome. The Queen of Never, the Incredulous Zed. Uh, even the lettering in this book is so fun. Just and you get flashbacks to Dawn as a kid, flashbacks to points in her life, and we're starting to like the whole thing is kind of bringing these two characters together. They meet finally on the last page. By the time they get there, you're like, Oh, I'm really excited for these two to meet. There's some cool adventures together. Uh, This Queen of Never is a fascinating character. Uh, We get a great, another great splash page from Allred showing. A bunch of possible futures for the surfer. So already, really getting stretched his muscles here. This is a great book. I can't speak highly enough of this one. Just awesome, awesome, awesome stuff. You're laughing. Yeah,
1: I think it's awesome too. Exactly. All right, we that's you really can't uh, describe can't, it as anything can't. It's else. It's
0: hard. With the best, I always say with Ryan, the best books are the hardest ones to describe because you don't really know what to say. All right, here's a really fun book that I didn't know was coming out, and then it came out, and it's awesome. It's uh, Uncanny Avengers Annual Number One. Uh, Written by Rick Remender. Great art by Paul Renaud, who has not done a lot of interior work for Marvel. He's done some covers, but really gets to shine here. Beautiful cover by Art Adams. This is a throwback. Uh, This is a throwback to the days when annuals were just one-off, fun adventures where you would do stories you wouldn't do elsewhere. Um, Doesn't play it, like don't try to figure out where it fits in uncanny avengers continuity you've got scarlet witch and wonder man and all and rogue and all the characters are all live here and they're having fun they're having a pool party meanwhile on the other side of the multiverse mojo awesome character and this again ties back to kind of the annual tradition of the 80s and i know mike or not Mike rick sorry rick your name's not mike uh rick remember who grew up in this era and loved this era you know, love these, these, these annuals, and X-Men annuals used to feature Mojo all the time, just doing crazy crap. Uh, in this case, Mojo is trying to basically save his job, which is, you know, directing TV in the Mojoverse from his bosses. And he pitches a pilot to them, which involves the Supernatural Avengers, who consist of Ghost Rider, Doctor Strange, Manphibian, Satana, Man-Thing, and Blade, uh, and he sends them after the Uncanny Avengers. And the cool thing about the Mojo story is there's always mind control, and they're always all acting weird, and they're all tripped out. So they have a fight, and that's like this is like this is a giant sized issue. So like the first part is Uncanny Avengers having fun at their pool party, which is great in of itself. Uh, and then Uncanny Avengers fighting the Supernatural Avengers. Then they all get thrown in the Mojoverse, where they get this is right up my alley. They get tossed into a like CW esque teen drama starring all of these characters it's amazing it's so bizarre uh you need to read this to believe it like all the mutants led by havoc are like these emo goth kids the avengers are all the popular kids the supernatural avengers are the nerds uh scarlet witch is in love with ghost rider which is weird because he's like from the other side of the tracks and then there's more fighting very full issue. Rick Remender, did what he set out to do which is a beautiful homage to the oversized annuals of his and my childhood so kudos to rick i think that's the second time i said kudos at least uh final issue of what if age of ultron number five now all right i gotta cop to some stuff here for weeks ryan and i have been giving joe keating you know we've been saying it's awesome but kind of a hard time saying like none of this ties together it's all just weird random fun stories which we like all right so it turns out he had a plan the whole time this fifth issue brings all four issues previous back, which means all the artists are back. You got Ming Doyle, you got Ramon Villalobos, you got Rafael Ayanco. you have Neil Edwards, you have Hank Pym uh, in an alternate reality not creating Ultron. So it's what if Ultron didn't exist? But then you flash back to the first issue where the wasp didn't exist, the Ultron from that reality and his army cross over into this world where he doesn't exist. The only way to stop them is to recruit the characters from all of the previous issues. So it ends up being every character from every issue of what if age of Ultron fighting Ultron in one final world. It's crazy. I can't possibly justify this action, but Joe Keating, you pulled the wool over my eyes, sir, because I thought you were just doing random awesome. What is the beauty is they can be read as random. Awesome. what ifs. they don't have to tie together, but if you're reading the whole story, you get an extra added bonus. All the arts. Great. Uh, Great job by those guys. you heard us in all those weeks, where we're like, "Oh man, none of this ties together. This is kind of silly." Yeah, I've read all of them too. That, uh, that deserves
1: claps. You're gonna love it, dude.
0: Like seriously, like standing <laughs> ovation for that one. Like Joe Keating's a genius. All right, rounding out here, Wolverine number five, written by Paul Cornell, art by Gerardo Sandoval, continuing to explore Logan as a quote-unquote villain, although we now know he is undercover. Uh, in order to maintain his cover. He goes on a sting with his new allies, and that sting brings them into conflict with Thor, which you kind of think he intends, but he throws down with Thor. The three of them throw down with Thor, which is pretty badass to begin with. Some stuff with tattoos going on. I want to know what Ryan thought of this issue. There's some rejected tattoos that he doesn't get, which were awesome. Paul Cornell with a very funny, witty script. Dry British humor. And then next issue looks like we're going after Sabretooth. Big stuff coming up with Wolverine. This is the ground floor for it finally X-Force number four written by Cy Spurrier art by Jorge Molina even though this is a issue featuring every member of X-Force it's kind of a Phantom X solo issue which is kind of neat uh, we see Phantom X in his head with Eva EVA um, and exploring some of the stuff he's been going through not just here but in previous series where he got split into various personalities dealing with some of that I like seeing Eva as or separate character and uh, X-Force is chasing a criminal, trying to enact a crazy plan they have to make up for what's gone on in the first few issues. But Phantom X is grappling with the fact that he is literally genetically programmed to believe he is the best at everything. So when other people start being better than him at things, he starts going crazy, which is a neat twist to the character. And at first it's played for laughs, like, oh, you know, this poor fake French Joker by the end of the issue it's like oh holy crap this is a serious problem like he's going nuts and the suggestion that Eva seems like very benevolent at first she's like you know what you just gotta get over this you're not gonna be the best at everything it's cool and then she takes a harsh left turn and gives him another suggestion which uh, as of the last page, the issue could be seriously bad for X-Force and for everyone. So a cool dive into what makes Phantom X Phantom X. All right. I just talked a lot. I covered all the books. Alex, take it for a sec. Tell me what you're excited about. I'm um, so Silver so Surfer too. I think it's going to take it
1: all for me this week. But aside from that, I really want to read um, Hulk number 2 because I just read Hulk number 1 mm-hmm. like, two days ago. So it's got me. really in there and Avengers 28 because I know it's supposed to lead into an original sin time right yeah yeah
0: original sin's coming right up on the Avengers books listen those were both great uh what if wrap-up was great amazing spider-man which is so super packed and awesome strong week for the Avengers books uh you had Avengers AI Avengers World New Avengers and that awesome uncanny Avengers annual those are all great but Avengers 28 takes it for me I just thought it was brilliant the uh back and forth stuff, the Bruce Banner Bruce stuff Taylor, yeah. and like you said, setting up big stuff but a lot of, a lot of great stuff to read this week, um, as every week so, that's not all that's on sale, we got some collections coming out we got all new X-Men Volume 4 all different in hardcover Deadpool by Daniel Way, The Complete Collection Volume 3 in trade paperback Iron Man Volume 2, The Secret Origin of Tony Stark Book 1, trade paperback Marvel Masterworks, Captain America Volume 3, also in trade Marvel Zombies, the complete collection, volume two in trade. Wolverine and the X Men by Jason Aaron, volume eight in trade. And X Men, volume two, Muertas in trade. The stuff you can get on the app this week is everything we just spoke about. Additionally, you can get a special edition of Amazing Spider Man number one. This is a digital exclusive. You can only get this on the app. I was actually just in a meeting about this. Um, you get everything that's in the print version, you also get some cool, like, basically DVD extra type stuff. You get some black and white pages, you get the script, you get all sorts of cool stuff. So if you're on Marvel Unlimited, Marvel App, all this stuff, um, this is a really cool cool chance for you to get some, some extra behind-the-scenes look at Amazing Spider-Man number one. Also on the app this week, Captain America, issues 240 through 264, Iron Man, issues 28 through 54 from the original 1968 volume, some collections, all-new X-Men volume 4, all different, Avengers The Enemy Within... Daredevil by Mark Wade Volume 6 Deadpool Kills Deadpool FF Volume 2 Family Freakout Gambit Volume 3 King of Thieves and Ultimate Comic Spider-Man by Brian Michael Bendis Volume 6 Over on Marvel Unlimited Alex why don't you tell us what is freshly digitized this week We have Avengers 22
1: Deadpool Kills Deadpool Number 4 Guardians of the Galaxy Number 8 Hawkeye Number 14 Infinity Number 5 Infinity Heist Number 3 Punisher Trial The Punisher Number 2 superior spider-man team-up special number one thor crown of fools number one ultimate comics x-men number 33 uncanny avengers number 13 uncanny x-force number 13 venom number 42 wolverine and the x-men number 37 x-men battle the atom number two and young avengers number 11.
0: well read sir nice job a lot of big stuff in there issue of infinity the conclusion of x-men battle the atom Let's talk quickly on news this week, because there's a lot of it, particularly on the comic side, uh, with C2E2 this past weekend. So quickly running down some of the stuff we announced at C2E2. Uh, we've told you in the past about Wolverine, Three Months to Live. That's kind of the countdown, ending Paul Cornell's run on Wolverine. In September, uh, Charles Soule and Steve McNiven are going to be doing a limited series called Death of Wolverine. And three clues what that's about. Um, Charles Soul spoke to us about it. We've got a new Storm ongoing series. I'm really excited about this. Greg Pak is going to be writing it. Greg's done some awesome stuff for us in the past. He's been doing great stuff across the street at the other company that we don't talk about. So really psyched to have him and Victor Ibanez working on Storm. And that's the all-new Young Guns Initiative, which we teased last week. A uh, host of new artists who are going to be, you know, kind of up-and-coming artists who are going to get a push. They're all going to be providing... Variant covers to the first issue of a series I will talk about in just a sec. We're doing 100th anniversary specials. These are very neat. They are for Guardians of the Galaxy, Amazing Spider Man, Uncanny X Men, Fantastic Four, and Avengers. It's imagining, you know, we're at our 75th anniversary right now. It's imagining. This was a Steve Wacker idea that got pushed to some other editors after he left to go out to do animation. This so is the idea of, all right, in 25 years, what kind of books will we be putting out? So they tried to imagine, like, what will be a cool issue of Uncanny X-Men in 25 years? Um, and some really cool talent on that, including James Stokoe and some other folks. All right, if you are an old-school 90s fan like me, you are going to be super psyched for Deadpool vs. X-Force. It's a limited series written by Dwayne Swarzynski, who's also making his Marvel return. Art by Pepe Larraz it is the first meeting between Deadpool and X-Force before you realize they had their first meeting takes place before they actually met in the comics going further back and revealing they actually met before that and they travel through time and they're all in their 90's costumes and it's cool Uh, Dark Tower, coming back Dark Tower, uh, written by Robin Firth and Peter David art by uh, Peter Kowalski, that is going to be a return series coming up this summer Empire of the Dead enters Act 2 in the fall So, big stuff on our licensed properties. We announce a bunch of original Sin tie-ins. Thor and Loki are going to have to grapple with the fact that Angela, Angela, is their sister. So, that's big. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man. Turns out there was someone else who was bitten by the spider. What? It's a character called Silk. You're going to get to know her very well in the next few months. In Uncanny X-Men, we're going to read the last will and testament of Charles Xavier. And over in Daredevil, there is a secret involving his mother. It's going to come to light. Now, we spoke to creators like Al Ewing, Dan Slott, Brian Bendis, Mark Waite, talking about all that stuff. So keep it tuned on Wednesdays to our This Week in Marvel Now podcast where we're talking to the original Sin writers. This week we spoke to Al Ewing about Mighty Avengers. Coming up next week, I think we may have some stuff with Jerry Duggan. Very exciting. The series I was referencing earlier is Legendary Star-Lord, new ongoing series written by Sam Humphreys of Avengers AI fame drawn by Paco Medina that is going to get variant covers by all of the all-new Young Guns it's going to star Peter Quill Uh, Sam is the perfect voice for this and Paco does crazy cosmic art so this is going to be a series to watch especially of course Guardians of the Galaxy coming out in August we're now going to have Guardians of the Galaxy Rocket Raccoon and Legendary Star-Lord all have their own books pretty exciting time to be a cosmic fan and a Guardians of the Galaxy fan before c 2 e 2 announced that there is going to be an original Sin Infinite comic starring Nick Fury, um, the younger Nick Fury, spinning a little bit out of Secret Avengers, written by Al Scott He has got a lot to say about Nick's past in that one. Finally, on the Marvel 75th anniversary front, last week we had the good fortune to speak with Dan Slott, who listed his favorite Spider-Man comics from the 1960s, listed his 10 favorite Spider-Man comics from those formative years of amazing spider-man by stan lee steve ditko john romita jr john romita senior look at me john romita senior was the uh was the man back then still the man they're both the man (laughs) i'm losing it i'm running on fumes but check that out okay i'm gonna take a break we're gonna send it over to mark strom on the west coast to give us news on movies tv all that good stuff take it
2: away mark Hello there this week in Marvel Lights. This is Marvel.com editor Mark Strom coming to you from always sunny, always gorgeous, always beautiful Los Angeles with the latest from Marvel West. Beginning with an all-new episode of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. this upcoming Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on ABC. Of course, this is the penultimate episode of the season. We've got tons of action. We've got The clairvoyant, Bill Paxton, is back. Deathlock, more Deathlock action. We've got Ian Quinn is back. Reyna, the... Girl in the Flower Dress is back, more of Ward being a backstabbing no nick. more of everything. We start building up, we really start ramping up, we get some more answers, we get some more questions, leading right into the big, big season finale, which will air May 13th at the regular time. So, you won't want to miss it. Ahead of that, of course, we will have a new piece of art from the Art of Level 7. Don't know if it will be out by the time this podcast goes up, so I shouldn't say who it's by. But I will say that is by an artist I love very much. Their work is incredible. This is maybe my favorite of the Art of Level 7 pieces. I don't know. I kind of love them all. But my favorite? I don't know maybe tied for my favorite. It's very, very good. Can't wait for you guys to see it. And of course, we'll have an all new episode of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Declassified going up this upcoming Monday. And in other S.H.I.E.L.D. news, we also got a chance to talk with J. August Richards again, who plays Deathlock, since I got to talk with him a lot Uh, a few weeks ago now about his role as Deathlock and Mike Peterson and what's coming up for him in the series. This time, I chatted with him about what comics he read on Deathlock to beef up for the role. And he talked a lot about uh, the Dwayne McDuffie written four issue limited series that introduced Michael Collins as Deathlock and the influence that had on his portrayal. And he also talked a bit more about Mike Peterson's headspace in the series and yeah, just gave a little bit of a hint of what is coming up for him as the season winds down. We also unleashed three new images from Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, which of course is in theaters this August 1st. This is two new shots of Chris Pratt Pratt as Peter Quill, and a new shot of Karen Gillan as Nebula, and she looks fantastic as Nebula. So, that pretty much wraps up everything for Guardians and S.H.I.E.L.D., but of course Amazing Spider-Man 2 is in theaters this Friday. Go check it out. We had some photos from the New York premiere of The Amazing Spider-Man, which we posted on Marvel.com earlier this week. You can still check them out there. Get your tickets now for IMAX 3D and see it in 3D in regular theaters. And, yeah, pretty much covers everything I've got for you guys this week. I'll be back with you once again in seven more days, of course. But until then, I wish you a splendiferous weekend, a splendiferous-er week. And I thank you for listening. All right. Thank you, Mark,
0: for uh, helping out this week. Um, You help out every week. But this week I really needed help because I'm all alone here. Not all alone. Alex is here. That was mean. I apologize. No, not necessary. <laughs> just accept it. Yeah. All right, it's accepted. We're good. You've been, you've been great helping out. All right, your comments and questions. As always, use the hashtag This Week and March. Did you just crack like every bone in your body? Yeah, that was just my arm. Oh, was, Jesus, have, dude. That's never happened before. Why did you? You should see a doctor immediately. Yeah, I might have to. My bones crack all the time, but that's like, you know, I've been dealing with that for years. And that was strange. All right, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, look after that. So anyways, <laughs> if you want to send us your questions or comments, use the hashtag This Week in Marvel. Also, another reminder to read This Week in Marvel Unlimited, the entry for next week. But we'll get into these. Gunnhild Skilled, who is back in full force, so excited uh, for your knowledge, Alex. She was one of our original and most ardent This Week in Marvel listeners. She disappeared for a little while. She's back. We're excited about it. Okay. Already saw The Amazing Spider-Man 2. She said it was great and really funny awesome glad you guys enjoyed it I haven't seen it yet you saw it yeah I saw it. I thought it was great I thought
1: it was um, much and more improved than the first one mm-hmm. and it, I think it was a little more dark though
0: yeah I heard that yeah maybe not for the kids but yeah there's some parts <laughs> we'll see I don't know I'm looking forward to seeing it I missed the uh, screen last night but I'm gonna I'm gonna see it soon all right Gunhill just read the Thor journey into mystery everything burns crossover on Marvel Unlimited dang I am emotionally compromised yeah all the journey into mystery stuff was and especially when they brought Thor to the mix that was that was rough uh good read good stuff to go back to she said that was so good now to young avengers see where loki goes next oh if you're emotionally burned by everything burns just wait young avengers is gonna crush you have to work my way up to angel of asgard definitely worth it she just ordered the loki leggings plus some loki t-shirts from our friends at we love fine this would be cool i agree and just got Falcon with only about six hours left, cutting a bit close for comfort, but at least I got him. That's Avengers Alliance. I got Falcon. Ryan got Falcon weeks ago. We're covered there. Now it's on to PvP, which is impossible. So we'll see what happens there. Christopher Short, twin fan. I feel like Dirty Lash is trying to steal my identity. Firstly, half the people who know me only know me as Squirrel. Secondly, he's taken my place as far favorite This Week in Marvel name. Uh... Christopher Short, I love your the fact that your whole name is devoted to us. It's Twin Fan. You're definitely one of my favorites always. But gotta give Squirrel Boy 28 Point Now credit because he changed it. I think you have to change your name now, try to one up him. It's gotta be a back and forth because here we go right here Squirrel Boy 28 Point Now, Sandy Twin Fan. There's room for more than one awesome This Week in Marvel fan, Chris. So there you go. An olive branch, uh, branch extended. More from Christopher Short I've got a new Horizon Labs Twitter icon thanks to Lex Pendragon cool yeah check that out I haven't seen it yet um free comic book day is this Saturday May 3rd good reminder thank you for that I don't have a local comic shop just Hastings but still excited yeah everyone get out there and celebrate uh free comic book day on Saturday awesome. go support your local comic shop they are great 365 days a year but especially on free comic book day speaking of Lex Pendragon Chewie from Captain Marvel and Pizza Dog from Hawkeye can start up the all-new Marvel Now Pet Avengers, playing off a suggestion Ryan and I had last week. Anara uh, is five-year-old, liked the original Sin Number 0 because Rocket Raccoon is in it and she likes to watch her now. Awesome! Uh, bad news, though. You know what? We'll break it to her later. Okay. Kieran Doherty, thanks for the help on the mixtape, fellas. She's into Captain Marvel. The others are on the list. Fantastic. So glad that worked out for you. <clears throat> I've never actually ever felt like Uatu needed a hug before. Damn you, Mark Wade! Right in the feelings. Original Sin number 0 is a heartbreaker, guys. Uh, Mark Wade wrote probably my favorite Watcher story ever, so please check that out. The same time he makes me feel for The Watcher, Mark Wade gets me back on board with The Hulk. I'm totally in. Mark Wade is one of my favorite comic book writers of all time. He's one of my favorite people in the comic book industry of all time. So glad to see the love for Mark. He is, you know, a legend and still just amazing from danny ferguson how come marvel wasn't in seattle for emerald city comic-con um don't have a good answer for you danny you know we can only go to so many conventions a year we got budgets for this sort of thing we also obviously need our editors to be working on the comics at sometimes i know we've gone to emerald city in the past i didn't know we didn't go this year but hopefully we'll be there next year i know it's a great con i know people out there love it in seattle um so, you know, definitely tweet to at CB Cebulski. Let him know to bring his traveling circus to you guys. But you never know. Just uh, we try to be as many cons as we can, but just financially and personnel wise, it's impossible. We do as many as we can. Pew Pew, another great name. Oh, my Gill, uh, I don't think Betsy was necessarily speaking French, just expressing annoyance at Phantom X using Reddit speak. Uh, we talked about that in X-Force a few weeks ago. So there we go. Anthony Palmieri, any news on the X-Force movie coming out? Anything you can tell us at all? No, nothing at all. That is Fox, and I don't know anything. Any chance of a sleepwalker omnibus or set of trades that collects the series? I need some sleepwalker in my life. Uh, I know Marvel.com contributor Tim Stevens will agree with you. No sleepwalker omnibus plans on the horizon. I don't know how many of those we can sell. It would be kind of Cool. Uh, I wouldn't rule out some sort of trade, some sort of Sleepwalker classic. Depends what's coming up with the character. Don't know if any plans immediately. Don't want to get your hopes up. But, hey, you never know. There have been stranger things. There's there's DarkHawk classic stuff out there. So, who knows? Will there ever be a collection of old spot Spotlight Ghost Rider stuff or the old Ghost Rider series from the 70s? Um, I mean, I don't know how in print they are now, but look up Essential Ghost Rider. And I think that collects that stuff, the very early Essential Ghost Rider. So, give that a look. I looked for the This Week in Marvel Now podcast. It doesn't show up at all and on iTunes. What am I missing? We get this question every week. We are still trying, trying our best to get This Week in Marvel Now on iTunes. For the time being, you got to go to marvel.com to get it. If you're having trouble finding, tweet me at Ben J Morse or tweet Blake Garris and we will direct you to where you need to be. Daniel 2 done, Met Agent M, Comic signed, and Pick Up My Eye at C2E2. Great day. Cool, man. Glad you got to get all that done just started playing avengers alliance over the weekend any tips uh any tips for avengers alliance it's a long number one build up a team that's very versatile make sure you have one of everything that means a strategist a blaster or not strategist a tactician a blaster an infiltrator a scrapper a bruiser a generalist generalists are great Um, get tech as quick as you can and find ways to work it into your, your routine where, you know, you might play a couple games when you're watching TV or do something like that. Um, it's a lot of fun. I hope you enjoy it. Keep us updated on what you are doing with it. Uh, Algin Go. Looking forward to Spider-Verse. I grew up with The Electric Company. Of course, The Electric Company. Spider-Man is going to be in, in Spider-Verse, so that is very exciting for you. I did not watch The Electric Company. I don't know if I was too young for it or if I just watched Sesame Street instead you don't even know what the electric company is nope not at all it's like an alternate it's like picture you have like Mad Magazine you have Cracked Magazine right Okay. it's like I think if it was like the Cracked to Uh Sesame Street's Mad Uh, alright but they had Spider-Man on it so it was pretty cool yeah
1: we would never be able to read
0: that I mean (laughs) uh... (laughs) kudos to Marvel for doing great comics featuring women they're all must reads cool glad you guys are appreciating it um it's awesome we have so many female leads. It's better that they all happen to be good comics. Uh, Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel, She-Hulk, X-Men, Elektra, Black Widow. More stuff on the way. We just announced Storm. You know, we want to do diversity. We want to have comics that reflect you guys, our fan base, who are not all white men. But the most important thing is that we don't just do it for the sake of doing It's that we do it well. And all of these comics have a certain pedigree, and we could not be more happy that they are catching on. Finally, we got from Algin his Nick Fury cosplay at C2E2. Love Marvel Unlimited Plus's panel's peak of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. If you guys haven't signed up for Marvel Unlimited Plus, uh, one of the benefits is you get to go to special events at cons. And Algin's cosplay is very awesome. Applause for that. All right, round in the bend, we got X Men First Classy Hope for Summer. Amazing Spider Man 2 is so good, might even surpass the first. Alex thinks it does. So there you go. Twin of last week's was so superior, Spider-Man number 31, so awesome, and a good end to a great run. Agreed. Asking for Twin URC, why have we not read Civil War still? It's the only comic I own, and I really want to participate more in Twin URC. Um, The only comic you own? That's kind of weird. Do you you just read the rest digitally? That's possible. I need some explanation on that. We'll get to Civil War at some point. I'm sure we will. It's a huge, important story. We've just, you know, there's so much to read. There's 75 years of comics. Uh, It's a lot to get through. St. Gunhild Skull. I've been gone for a while, too, and now I'm back. So with both of us back, all is right in the world. Absolutely glad you guys have returned. We miss our prodigal twin maniacs. Uh Will someone please explain to me why Mr. Allred is not penciling All New Dupe? answer to that is because he's penciling Silver Surfer, which is pretty great. And David LaFuente is an awesome artist. And, you know, it's, it's cool that we get to see Mike Allred on covers for All New Dupe, but it's also cool to get to see someone like David, his take on so I think we're getting the best of both worlds personally and then voting this scene as the best moment in 2014 comics and that is the return of Peter Parker as Spider-Man when he confronted the Green Goblin the Green Goblin realized who he was dealing with very cool Ref gemlin has got a few questions Um, who has the greater teleporting power Lockjaw or Manifold what's your take on this Alex
1: Hmm. (coughs) I'm going to go with Manifold just (laughs) because He can teleport to, like, universes. Yeah. Stuff. But once he's out of his... I think it's... Once he's out of his, like, native universe, like yeah. his powers
0: don't work anymore, right? I did some... Like, yeah, like Yeah, that's what we learned in this week's Avengers. Lockjaw's got some more experience. Manifold seems to have, like, the raw power edge. Yeah. Like, just the stuff he did in Infinity was pretty impressive, but he hasn't had years to hone it. Lockjaw's been doing this for some time.
1: Yeah, I think if Manifold had the experience that there Lockjaw had, I think Manifold would definitely... Yeah, I think
0: it's two different I th- I, th- I think... When you're saying greater teleporting power, Lockjaw has the more refined power manifold in terms of pure ability. He's got bigger potential. Yeah. Or via a limbo shortcut, magic or nightcrawler. Ooh, also interesting. Again, I think that comes down to a matter of magic has more just power. Because she can do stuff with her teleportation. She can, you know use Limbo, she's got her stepping disk. she's got her power, but Nightcrawler unquestionably has more skill with it. Yeah, He's um,
1: has a lot more experience. <laughs> yeah,
0: so it's, you know, that was cool, because we can answer the question same way. Um, other question. Does trade rate waiting damage the survival rate of a title, given that it means lower issue sales? I always wondered. Great question, Ref Gemlin. Um, in some cases, yes. Waiting for a trade can hurt a title, in that if you have a title that's, that's new, and it's on the bubble you're not quite sure how it's going to do um if people don't see we don't get the trade information until way later so say you got an issue a comic that the first six issues don't sell well in individual issues um it might be canceled by the time we find out it did really well in trade that doesn't mean we can't do something with it but you know yet you understand working in advance the best way to support a comic is definitely to buy the individual issues we don't want to you know, if the trade waiting is the way you do it, that's the way you do it. We want you to read the comics any way you can, but definitely um, the best way to support a series is to read it an individual just so they can get the information right up front this is a book that you like. And also, a great way to show that you want a book is to pre-order it from your local comic book store because then the retailers will up their orders and then we know that this is a comic that's in demand. All right, almost done. Stephen Barr, Asbiv. Kevin Shinnick and Cool Artists have done it again. Great issue of Superior Spider-Man Team-Up need to read this offers the code hopefully someone got their hands on this then does the same for daredevil saying mark wade chris chris somni and javier rodriguez in another great issue of daredevil happy to share glad you guys are doing that hope people are enjoying those james Raynor nine why not push the icon line more for marvel's exclusive talent image charges 2500 per book for placement and previews i'm not privy to those numbers but icon is definitely you know Something I'm not really involved in. That's a talent management thing. So I don't really want to delve too far into this, but certainly, you know, a lot of our a lot of our talent make use of icons, some don't. Hopefully, more will in the future. Uh, Marvel could subsidize that cost and give creators access to Disney Studios and TV. Marvel wouldn't own the IP. This is going way over my head. So I'm just gonna cut that off. There. Some stuff about Sony and Spider-Man. Thank you for your input, James. Not really gonna get too into this stuff. Finally, HW View. Last week pick is original sin zero where we learn a little more about what makes Uatu do what he does. And finally, hope you guys got Falcon. I know Ryan and I did. So thanks for everyone who wrote in. Hopefully you got all your questions and comments. Um, once again, read this week in Marvel Unlimited Reading Club for next week. It's part one of Birth of the Marvel Universe. That is the first appearances of the Fantastic Four. Hank Pym, the Hulk and Spider-Man, I just reread them. They're a lot of fun. Alex reread them He's going to participate hopefully next week. Ryan will be back next week. My voice is about to go. Uh, I want to say thank you to Alex, who helped me out this week. Oh, was here. Uh, It was good and definitely needed you this week. (laughs) Thanks to Mark for chipping in his bit. Uh, Get well soon, Ryan. Hopefully by the time this podcast is up, you'll be back and healthier than ever. And thanks to you guys for listening, for helping us out, for supporting us. As always, this is Marvel, your universe.